the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio Podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Hello. Good afternoon. What's happening? Let's crack a blanket. Greetings. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for listening in. A couple minutes after four. Cloudy afternoon. Rain's finally done, I think, for the most part. 46 for the high the rest of the day. 30 the low tonight. Then the next couple days, still on the cloudy side. May get some sunshine, but you wouldn't know by the temperature. 34 the high tomorrow and 36 for Saturday. Sunday still on the cloudy side with sunshine at times. Warming up to 47. Speaking of warm, the Flyers are in Florida tonight, 7 o'clock. Let's see. We have a pretty special show planned before we jump into that. Danny, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Wonderfully. I, uh, I have a couple letters here. Letters? I just, I just Yeah, what are those, right? Yeah, what are those? Well, they, they actually came... A couple days ago, on the same day, I just thought in an era where people tweet and email is almost an old thing in a way. Yeah. And texting is, I guess, the, often the main way people communicate nowadays, even more than talking on the phone. We've got two little notes. I so couldn't I, tell you the last time I sent something in the mail. Well, yeah. I don't think I have, I guess, unless there was a bill, and even that's online a lot of the time. Yeah. So. Wow. So here, this is just very short. But okay. I thought before we get rushing through the program, yeah. I would just read these. This is uh, says, hello, Tim. Thank you for the Wawa gift card. I'm sipping a hot coffee right now that I bought with it. I'm kind of wishing I had one right now. I somehow didn't have time to get one. I uh, That's not in the letter. That's me thinking out loud. I <laughs> have been a listener for uh, several years, and countless blessings in my life are thanks to the wisdom and word shared on the show and on the station. I'm grateful for you and everyone at WFIL for all that you do. Sincerely, Pam. Came in a Aww. nice red envelope. Pam from uh, Newtown Square. Thank you, Pam. And then I got a note here from Ginny. I got oh, it's a card. And it's a cute little monkey on the outside. It says, thanks a bunch. I love that. Get it, bunch. We love a good pun. Bunch and, and bananas. And, and, I, I got you. Oh, okay. I got it. I, I got it. Dear Tim and Danny, so you got in on this one. Wow. Wow, that's pretty cool. Ginny likes me more. She, uh, well, I think, (laughs) yeah. It says, thank you for your program and all the fun giveaways. I just wanted to let you know how much I appreciate you both and the station, Ginny. So, Aw, I appreciate you, Ginny. You know, it probably took Ginny longer to find our address to mail it than to write the card, but it it goes a long way. We don't talk about, you know, writing an address down seems cumbersome. Uh, Right. But in any case... I dropped something here. So thank you to both Pam and Jenny for taking time to write a little note. Uh, I always say that encouragement is free and it goes a long way. Mm. You know, everybody can afford encouragement. I love that. So so think about that terms. And, and if you do want to write the station on any front, whatever it might be, it's simply 117 
Ridge Pike, R-I-D-G-E, Pike, Lafayette Hill, P-A-L-A-F-A-Y-E-T-T-E, Hill, P-A, 19444. And uh, we've been here a lot of years. You may have heard that address a few times in the past if you've been listening to the station, but uh, you may also find it simply at WFIL.com. You can look it up there as well. So thank you to those folks. They're nice notes. You're welcome to email and text and call as well, whatever uh, suits you. Uh, we get those every now and again as well. Today, Danny, I'm excited because we have not one, but two very special guests joining the program. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. So we have Debbie Allen, who some folks will remember. She has uh, been doing a, a lot of things over the years in terms of uh, movies and TV. She was uh, probably best known as her for her role in the movie as well as the TV series Fame back in like 1980 in the, in the 80s. Okay. And she also was in um, a number of movies like... Uh, the Fish at Save Pittsburgh and Ragtime and more recently in Grey's Anatomy. I think she's actually part producer. Of That's that. how I know her. Yeah. So she's she's been around and she's done a lot of different things. She is part of a documentary that just came out on Netflix. It's called They've Gotta Have Us, A Renaissance in Black Cinema. I saw the trailer for it. It's actually very interesting. And uh, we're going to look forward to chatting with her in just a little bit about that. And then as the hour proceeds, we have... Uh, a gentleman named Peter Noon, and he was the lead singer of the band Herman's Hermits back in the 60s and 70s, and uh, they sold over 60 million records. Uh, their biggest song, probably folks would know, is called I'm Into Something Good, and uh, we'll probably throw a little sample of that in as the program goes along, but he's going to be in the area doing a few concerts in the spring, so we'll chat with him later on in the hour, and uh, we also have a, uh, a few tickets to give away for our big party. On the 23rd of this month, China Garden and Willow Grove. We've been talking about that. You can sign up to win a free spot at the buffet or perhaps even a table of four at WFIL.com. Just click the contest page and get yourself in the running. We'll start drawing. We've been asking people to do that, and a lot of folks have. We're going to start drawing some names today from that stash. So if you want to hop on board, feel free to go to WFIL.com, click the contest page, and get yourself in the mix for our party. It's a listener party in Willow Grove on the uh, 23rd of this month. Noon till 3, a buffet going on there. Very affordable. It's $9.95 adults, $5.95 kids, 12 and under. Well, some prizes to hand out. And then you can also, again, win uh, your spot at the table, if you would, uh, if you will. So there you go. Take a quick break. Come back. And uh, looking forward to join, being joined by Debbie Allen in just a few moments on WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 411 on The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL and.com, I should say, and on the app. Thanks for tuning in today. You can grab podcasts of our programs anytime you like right on our homepage, WFIL.com. We are welcoming aboard someone who's very accomplished in the music and entertainment world, and uh, her name is Debbie Allen. Glad to have her on board. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Tim. How are you? I am terrific. How are you? Wonderful. Thanks for taking time to chat today. Absolutely. Yeah. The new Netflix series, They Gotta Have Us, uh, Renaissance and Black Cinema, just premiered. Uh, Simon Frederick, the photographer and artist who created the documentary. How did you come to meet him? What were your impressions of him as he was putting all this together? Well, actually, he called my office. I didn't really know him at all. And when he described this project that he was going to do and the kind of people he was talking with, I felt it was important and worthy. And it has become more than that. And it's execution. It's really a beautiful series. 
I saw the trailer, uh, well put together, a lot of actors and actresses with the clips. And in yours, it just said, by understanding our past, we can better define our present and future. Uh, if you could take a second, share about some of that past, both what you've observed and for you personally, obviously, because you've experienced so much over the years. Well, the past, our history, especially when you're talking about black people yeah. in the world, cinema, art, television, kind of our job is to reflect the world as we see it, as it has been, as it could be, as it should be, and tell those stories that need to be told. Bring up truths that need to be confirmed, mm. challenge, status quo, uh, behavior, or principles that need to be changed. So my experience as a young black woman growing up in America since I was three years old in the 50s has been certainly filled with those questions and things that that needed to be answered. When you grew up in the South, where there were white-only signs everywhere, mm. where you were excluded and not allowed to even go to ballet class, you know, times have changed, but times are changing again. And that is what is amazing about our world, but also something we have to take caution with. Things can go forward and they can go backwards. And mm. so a series like this reminds us of why we have to keep going forward and never go backwards. You know, and in that, in that quote, you say we can better define our present and our future. And that word choice is interesting to find. It implies that there has been progress, at least enough, where blacks have more say in what actually will be happening. Would, would you agree that's true? I do. I do agree. Yeah. Uh, dance, you mentioned, has been a huge part of your life. Folks will know that from some of the roles you've had and uh, over the years. I, I understand you had to overcome quite a bit early. You're t touching on that a little bit of racism, just getting started when you were in your you know, teens. And if you could share about what that was like to process as a child and then looking back because you've persevered and accomplished so much since then, how, that, you know, how that's factored into your path along the way. Well, when you grew up in that time, being a child um, was a little different in many ways. I mean, although some of that is coming back now, you know, you had a wonderful community. I had a beautiful community, a great family. But, you know, we weren't allowed to do things. And this was, like, uh, really difficult, especially for our parents, for my mom, Vivian Ayers, Alan, who's a writer and very progressive thinker, even from her beginnings. Um, to not be able to be free, truly, hmm. you know, and that's who America is, which is why the work that we do is so important, why the movie Amistad was important to me. Yes. Because it was about being free, really being free, and what does freedom mean? What does it mean? It's a question right now. It's a big question right now. What is freedom here in America? What does the law mean? There's a lot of questions right now yeah. that are, you know, for a child. Children right now are growing up with fears that we had hoped that we had overcome. You know, there, a, a young girl, when 
presidential election, wanted to know, well, if if he is president, does this mean I have to go back to being a slave? Hmm. That a child would even say that right. or think that. I mean, that is very scary. Still work to do, for sure. Yeah. Debbie Allen's our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, on the app, too. And you can subscribe to the podcast right on our homepage at WFIL.com. A quick break. We'll keep our chat going. Also looking forward to having Peter Noon, lead singer of Herman's Hermits, joining us. And we'll draw some names to win some buffets at our China Garden Party, which is coming up on the 23rd of this month in Willow Grove. More to come. WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. It's 420 on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Our guest is Debbie Allen, who uh, has done a ton of things in her lifetime, including the movie and the TV adaptation of film, uh, the film Fame. It was in Ragtime, The Fish State Pittsburgh, Grey's Anatomy, has had a, a big career in uh, dance and teaching others how to dance. And uh, she's now a part of a new Netflix series. It's a documentary called They've Gotta Have Us, a Renaissance in black cinema. I go to a predominantly white church. We definitely have folks from other cultures there too. And right down the road, about two miles, mm-hmm. is a primarily black church. Um, we've overlapped. We've done mm-hmm. events together. We're great friends, common friends. Mm-hmm. And we each feel comfortable in each other's places. All that to say, mm-hmm. do you think there are times where a predominantly black cast in film or television or a, a situ- you know, is appropriate and to be celebrated and times where and good and differences are good to note and then there are times where we're all really one like we should love each other no matter who you are where you're coming from that, that there's something to be celebrated too not just we're all one soup so to speak in terms of relating to each other and, and the culture yes i think there are things to be celebrated and there are differences and that that has to be you know it should be yeah no question i mean you know when you're doing a story a story about golden my and what happens in the Jewish faith, that's what that is. But it doesn't mean that other people are not sympathetic or don't care or not a part of the story. Yeah. But that's the focus. So absolutely, there's, there's no problem with that. I grew up in the 50s with a different sense of security for a long time because there was such a tight-knit black community. Yeah. That's what it was. And it's changed now. It's very different. You know, my kids went to school with a very mixed, of people, predominantly white. That didn't happen when I was a child. It wasn't even allowed. We weren't even allowed to go to dance class together. But yes, I think that there are cultural and ethnic uh, differences that should be, and and ceremonies and rituals that are specific to a a group of people that should be maintained. And and when I did the movie Amistad, I found out about this amazing group of people that were from Africa that were continuing their own cultural uh, heritage by being unified and close together. It was how I found so many real African people to be in that movie. But uh, that was, it was specific to them, to their own culture and their own truths and their own religious beliefs and cultural beliefs very alive. And I think that's important. It's very important in the Native American community. You know, it's how, it's, it's, it's when we go into the, the study of the real uh, indigenous Americans, the Mayan, the Incan, those cultures, those are the real original Americans, you know, a lot of the language is lost. 
because the people were scattered and not allowed to be who they were. And that is, that is a travesty. Um, but we'll find our way. History has a way of uncovering the dust of racism and, you know, uh, domination. It has a way of finding truth. Debbie Allen, kind enough to spend time with us today, and they have a full day, so thank you so much for taking time with us, and God bless you. Have a great Absolutely. rest of your day. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's Debbie Allen taking time with us today. Danny, she's on the, when we get an opportunity with some of these folks, they're on a fairly tight schedule, like they have 10 radio stations they're calling. Sure. <laughs> so I want to respect their time and all that, but it's great to hear from her. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things we didn't have a chance to get into with Debbie directly, but uh, when she was 12, she lived in... Uh, I think it was Houston, and she was going to ballet school and her to trying to enter a school, and she did a really good job. And and from the records, like she was clearly someone who should have been admitted, and uh, and that despite the superior audition that she had, she was denied admission. And um, and then later in North Carolina, had something else happen when she was sixteen. Like as a ballerina, like her body type wasn't what the standard ballerina body type is supposed to be like. Mm. And so just uh, I can't imagine. I know how I can get hurt. Just someone looks at me the wrong way. Right. Let alone someone who's I really respect anybody who has had to undergo anything remotely close to that. Um, Yeah. It's hurtful, you know, to have to. And then but but, you know, to her credit, she fought through all that and her family did. And um, anyhow, hopefully, hopefully part of. The, the culture we're in now, we, in our own circles of influence, we can help minimize and, and cut back on things that would be racist and hurt, hurt, hurtful to other people. And uh, I, I wanted to have her on partly for – I mean, this is a documentary that I, I have not seen it yet, but it sounds uh, – I've seen the trailer for it. And uh, again, the trailer, the actors are talking about, hey, you know, if you're African-American and you're in, a, in film, you're either a thug number two or you're, mm-hmm. um, you're part of a, a, a overly, you know – basketball laden um yeah film or you're or an athlete you're yeah. a drug user you're something like that right it's very stereotypical i'm a gender yeah. study i was a gender studies minor oh, okay and so racial you know. studies minor in college so okay i mean i can so talk, you know <laughs> how long you got <laughs> well we have a break we're up against but it sounds like you might need a whole program for that so we could map things out yeah yeah but no you're yeah you're right um by the way before we go to break, this reminds me, actually, coming up in a few days, it might, it might be Monday or Tuesday, there's a gentleman named Luke Goodrich who we're going to have in the program. He's uh, the vice president and senior counsel at a place called the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty, and he teaches advanced constitutional law at the University of Utah Law School. He's been on Fox and CNN and Time Magazine and NPR and Wall Street Journal and all over the place, um, and he's just written a book called Free to Believe, The Battle Over Religious Liberty. In America, now he Luke himself is a Christian, but he has defended people from uh, the Jewish faith, uh, uh, from Islam, from Native Americans, like all kinds of backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like he, because his his book talks about how justice should be what you're after, as opposed to perhaps using the law to just advance the Christian cause or something. Like there's sure. a difference between the culture war, like wanting. I, I am sensitive to this, these things. It's it's an interesting. Um, way of viewing things. Anyway, the book itself is called Free to Believe, The Battle Over Religious Liberty in America. Um, he and his firm have been, uh, they actually have a couple cases, I think, at the Supreme Court level right now. And um, just from what I've read, he seems like an extremely clear-minded individual 
who is able to, while retaining his, um, like, very true to his Christianity and his faith in the Lord, he he defended, I think there was a case where there was a Muslim who was in prison who they were going to make him shave. And, and he's like, this is against my religious practices. I have to, I have to read it. But he right. successfully defended his right to not have to do that. So religious liberty for a person to practice their their faith openly. Yeah. Um, he you know he and his firm are not just defending Christians against the culture war. It's very right. it's, it's, it takes some thinking, but it, uh, after looking through his book, it's like this is good. So it's interesting because uh, Debbie Allen just now is talking about justice a lot in in the current state of things, and uh, both in in black cinema and and in cinema in general. And then in the culture. So it would be a good piggyback to have him on and to get his perspective on these things, especially because his, uh, his the work that he does expand and, and that they've done has been defending lots of different people. Yeah. So anyway, there's a lot going on, a lot of moving parts. And for those who are new to the program, we have a lot of different guests on. You can now get the podcast of these very easily on our homepage. Plus, Danny, you told me yesterday, what are the places people can actually not just go to our homepage – which just developed on Monday, mm-hmm. but already they can get them on mm-hmm. Stitcher, okay, Spotify, okay, and Google Podcast. Okay, those are those three, mm-hmm. and we're going to work toward being on iTunes at some point, probably, yeah, and whatever. So it's exciting. So it's growing. Uh, we are glad you're listening in. We appreciate your prayers for the program too, and um, a lot going on. It takes a lot of work to do this, but we're glad to be here. We're grateful for our listeners as well. And um, in fact, on the other side, we'll draw a couple of winners for our party that's coming up on the 23rd of this month at China Garden and Willow Grove, a listener party with a little buffet action going on. More to come. It's the Tim DeMar Show. And by the way, uh, if you're just tuning in, we're looking forward to having Peter Noon, lead singer of Herman's Hermits, a big band from the 50s and, or 60s and 70s, back when the Beatles and the Rolling Stones were all coming into their own and the British invasion was happening. Peter's going to join us for a little bit. He's got a couple of concerts going through the area uh, later in the spring. So we'll chat about that some, too, and what music was like back in the day. That and more coming up on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFAL.com, and on the app. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 432 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for listening in today. Forecast calling for a cloudy rest of the afternoon and evening. Low down to 30 eventually. And kind of cloudy, a little sunshine the next few days, but a lot colder tomorrow and Saturday. Tomorrow's high just 34, Saturday's high just 36. Sunday, at least we get to the mid to upper 40s. Flyers are at Florida tonight in sports at 7. Mentioned before the break, we wanted to start making some winners for our big party. Just to give you a quick heads up, China Garden Inn is the location in Willow Grove. Noon to 3, Sunday the 23rd of February. The buffet that they feature on Sundays is $9.95 for adults and $5.95 for kids 12 and under. Uh, so they pretty much have everything you might hope for on this. I just wanted to, to mention that. Uh, things like sautéed string beans, or, uh, eggplant and garlic sauce, pork lo mein, mugugai pan, sweet and sour chicken, uh, chicken with mixed vegetables, boneless spare ribs, egg and spring rolls, crab meat canton, dumplings, sushi, and the all-important General says chicken. So that's available. Again, it's a it's a purchase thing. It's nine ninety five for adults, five ninety five kids, twelve and under. But we're giving away spots at the table, if you will. Come by yourself, bring a friend, whatever. And eventually, we have a four uh, a table of four to give away. So for starters, we'll go into the little prize hat here and pick out Francis from Roslyn. Francis 
We got a spot for you at the table. We'll have a little thing for you at the door. Come on in and enjoy. And also, uh, Susan and Media are drawing to join us that day. Uh, we have many more to hand out. If you want to get in the running for that, just go to WFIL.com, click the contest tab, and you'll see my smiling face there. Do you know why my face is smiling in that photo? Why is that? Because I will be thinking about the wonderful buffet and the wonderful listeners. Because beyond the food, which is going to be great, and we'll have prizes that day, the chance to just sit there, sip some tea, and make new friends in person will be wonderful. That's why I'm smiling. Does that make sense? Yeah. I like it. Yeah? I like new friends. Two thumbs up? I like our listeners. I do, too. Two thumbs up. (laughs) All right. I'm glad you concur. Some other things I like are when we get to have a chance to bring in a diverse array of guests. And today, no exception, we had Debbie Allen joining us from Fame and Ragtime and Grey's Anatomy and a bunch of other things. And she's part of a new documentary. Uh, You can hear the podcast of that after the show tonight. But we're shifting gears now, going back in the day with the lead singer of the band Herman's Hermits with the song uh, I'm Into Something Good and a bunch of other ones. Peter Noon is our guest. Hello, Peter. Hello, Tim. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever it is, wherever I am or you are. Yeah, yeah. It's great to talk to you. Likewise. Yeah. You're going to be coming through the area before before I forget. I want to make sure to mention several times in the next few months, going to be in Morristown, New Jersey, March 20, May 3rd in Lancaster, and in New Hope on June 13th. So there are several opportunities for folks. And what are folks in store for when they come see you in concert? How do they like to do your shows? Well, you know, we do a load of Herman's Hermits hit songs, and we do mostly songs from the 60s because those are the only ones we know. And um, it's just a fun show. I mean, I I can't really explain it. It is a show we do. I'm into something good, wonderful world, listen people, silhouettes, just a little bit better. Kanye, my heartbeat, Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. She's a must to avoid. I'm Henry VIII. I am, of course, there's a kind of hush all over the world. I tell a few stories. Some of my stories are true stories. You just can't, can't figure out which ones are true ones. And um, I know I know quite a lot about the area. You know, I've been to Lancaster a few times. I've been to New Hope. I love New Hope. What a nice area. Oh, you're right. And Lancaster, too. I mean, and, uh, you know, I, I kind of play a lot around there. The whole thing is my, uh, is my kind of home state, really. All that area is we've played lots and lots of times there. So, you know, if you play a place 100 times... That means you spent 200 days there in your life. <laughs> that's right. That's so, right. Yeah, so, you know I, know, I know your area very, very well. That's great. Share about the band for a minute, too. Who do you have with you on stage? Um, I've got Dave Ferrara, who's actually from around there originally. He's been in the band for 20-something years. Wow. And he's a drummer. And I think he's from New Derby or Derby or something like that in Pennsylvania. Okay. And I've got uh, Vance Brescher, who's from... Vance Brescher wrote one of those Monkeys hits... And he's um, he's a guitar player. He's been in the band twenty years. Wow. And I got Billy Sullivan and Gary, and uh, excuse me, and Rich Spina, who both came to me from Gary Lewis and the Playboys. Oh wow! So so we we're a full on sort of we've been to, we've had the same guys together so long that now we know three hundred songs that we can throw into the show. That's amazing. Chatting with uh, Peter Noon, uh, lead singer of Herman's Hermits uh, in the 60s and early 70s. And of course, you mentioned that one of the songs, I'm Into Something Good, I DJ Weddings, and I'll use that every now and again for sure. A very pleasant, fun song to, to throw in there. That was the first song that went number one for you, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Very, very first recording we made that was released. And um, 
it was an instant, it was a massive, massive hit in England. I mean, overnight, like, whoa, straight to number one. Yeah. And uh, it just hit the right note at the right time. Yeah, like, but... like lots of music, it, you know, the, the music is of the moment, and Herman Hermits had a few good moments there. Yeah, I, and, and I understand that after that, then, then the album that you made was done in like a day or afternoon or something. Is that right? Yeah, in, in three hours. You know what happened was we 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 made we were we were made records independently. We were an independent. We didn't have any A and R man or anything telling us what we could put out. So we made whatever we want. And MGMR label and EM and Capital in, EMI in England needed an, their, our first LP. So we went in and the Animals made their first LP between midnight and six and nine a.m. Wow! And we made our first album between nine o'clock and noon, nine a.m. and noon. And basically what, what happened in those days, you just set up the band and some microphones and you recorded your, your set list. So Herman's Hermit's first album is like, I'm into something good. And Mrs. Brown, you got lovely to all the songs that we did live on, on the road yeah. became the first album and the Beatles, the, the Beatles first album was all the songs that they did at the cavern. And so was ours, all the songs we did at the cavern. That's amazing. Mickey Mouse wouldn't let us do My Boy Lollipop because he said it wasn't the right time. Well, the we, used to do, we used to do the song My Boy Lollipop at the cavern, and yeah. people thought that was funny. You know, it's My Boy Lollipop. <laughs> Peter Noon, lead singer of Herman's Hermits, our guest. Quick break, we'll keep our chat going in just a moment. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 442 on the Tim DeMoss Show. The British Invasion back in the day involved bands like the Beatles, Rolling Stones, Dave Clark 5. You had Dave Clark on recently. The Animals and the Kinks and other bands like that. And these guys, Herman's Hermits, are chatting with Peter Noon, lead singer of Herman's Hermits. When the British invasion was happening, how aware of it were you and, and Herman's Hermits' place in it? Or was it a term that was going on at the time, or was it something that kept, happened kind of after the fact a little bit? Well, I, you know, there was a British thing going on, but I, I think it was like England swings was what more what we thought was going on. Okay. And, and, and the, the, the strange thing about the British invasion, the, the American-British invasion, is that we didn't really know much about it, and, but we all knew each other and shared stories like well, we just came back from America and there's this, hmm. you know, there's this promoter in Chicago that you can't trust. And uh, yeah. it was all, it's a, England is a very small country, so we all kind of knew each other. You know, we all knew the Beatles and the, and the Stones and the Who, and the, we, we all knew each other because we'd run into each other on the road at some time. And, and pe- people shared information. It was a very nice. There was a very nice sort of camaraderie going on at that time. You had the opportunity to be on a lot of shows back in the day with Herman's Hermits, Ed Sullivan, Alan Sherman, uh, Danny Kay is one person I want to ask you about because our family grew up on listening to his album. Danny Kay tells six stories from faraway places like nail broth and things. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, a, what a classic! He was so classy, you know, because he. he he invited us back to his house. You know, what happened with Herman Summits? We were all nice, sort of clean-cut, gentlemanly people. And um, 
And he invited, like Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis and Jackie Gleason, all those big star guys, invited us back to their house after the show to hang out. You know, they all had children and we were were safe with their children. You know what I mean? We knew how to eat with a knife and fork and stuff (laughs) like that. And, 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 Danny Kaye was just adorable. He sh- you know, we, show- we all got suited up for the rehearsal, like dress ties and everything, because it was Danny Kaye. And he showed up in a Herman's Hermit's T-shirt and jeans with the, uh, like, sandals. He dressed down to hang with us, like, That's it's quite, quite an amazing character and a really, really talented. And he sang Henry VIII, and he wrote a second verse. That's very, must have been a compliment to you that he would have done that. Yeah, okay. I'm Henry. There have been seven other kings to date, and every one of them was overweight. It's not a very good verse. It's cause the first verse is still the best verse. But he wrote a new verse, which was nice. And we sang the song together, and he dressed up as Henry VIII. And then we went to his house. He had a daughter called, I guess her name was Diana or something like that. Very nice, nice wife, Sylvia Fine Kay. He was married to her. She was a nice lady. Yeah. And we... We, we were always did good Jack and Gleason. He invited us to his house in Miami, and we all showed up in England in those days. When you got on the plane, you could buy five, uh, you could buy a gallon of booze. Five fifths. Would that be a gallon? Five fifths of booze. <laughs> I guess so. And, and it came in a box of five. So we thought, well, you know, Jack and Gleason, we'll all get one. So we bought five, five of us, five times five bottles of wow. Johnny, you know, whiskey. And we showed up at his house, and his, and his wife says, what's, what's all that? I said, so uh, uh, it's, it's drink alcohol, it's scotch whiskey. And she goes, he just joined AA. Go and put that back in the car. <laughs> that's, wow, that's funny. <laughs> but they were very funny. nice. We had dinner. We had dinner at Jackie Gleason's house. And it wasn't like the honeymooners. It was like the real deal with, uh, you know, and none of, her, none of us got drunk. Because, yeah. we, we, you know, it was like sitting at the end of the table with iced water. They were very nice to us. We got lucky. People were always very nice to us, you know, those big stars. What a and class. I, I, think, I, think, I think it made me realize the big stars were always nice people like Dean Martin. Hmm. Well, <laughs> we know you got a full day, and it, it's, a, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. It sounds like a classic time for you to you and the band to have lived in, and glad you're coming through the area again later on this spring. So maybe we'll get a chance to yeah, catch I'm, up the show. I'm very, grateful. I'm very grateful to have been around at the right time. Yeah. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. Peter uh, Noon, lead singer of Herman's Hermits. He said something there at the very end, Danny, that we keep hearing now. He's The people that they find are the, the biggest stars seem to be the kindest people. You might yeah. assume people who are superstars would be, like, snobbing everybody, but mm-hmm. in, his com- in his commentary, he said no. And he was at these superstars' house. They were very kind people. So it's interesting to learn that little trend. I have just enough time, I think, to play a childhood favorite of mine that I referenced there with regard to Danny Kay and this uh, this thing called Nail Bra. So I'll let that do its its uh, the piece speak for itself. Enjoy this. Listen in. This is Danny Kay from a childhood record of mine I grew up listening to. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a tramp. And this tramp had walked all day through the forest with a little hope of finding shelter. And as he was growing tired and weary, and was about to rest his body neath the sheltering shade of an oak tree. AM 560. WFIL. WFIL.com and on the app. 
That's a classic from Danny Kaye from an album he put out, I think, in 1960, long before I was born. But it's something we grew up on in our home, Nail Broth. I've heard some folks refer to it as Stone Soup. Um, what did you think, Danny? Had you ever heard that before? Never. Well, Never even heard of Danny Kaye. See? Well, now you learned a little something on this program, which we hope happens every now and again. Did you like it? Yeah, it was a good lesson. Yeah. You I saw you it. taking notes over there. I don't know if that was for hashtags for the podcast or if you're writing things down. A little bit of both. <laughs> okay. Proverbs 11.24 says, One man gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. That's something. Proverbs 11.24, One man gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. Proverbs 11.24. Uh, we had Debbie Allen on with us this hour. From Fame, Ragtime, Amistad, Grey's uh, uh, Anatomy, and among other things. She actually, her sister, I don't know if I told you this, Danny, but Felicia Rashad, she was Claire Huxtable on uh, The Cosby Show. Oh. So Debbie's, that, they were sisters. We didn't get a chance to get into that. Peter Noon, who was lead singer of Herman's Hermits, also joined us this hour. Married 50 plus years. Uh, there's another little fact we couldn't get in during the conversation, which is pretty rare to see. But that's a kind of cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know? Uh, made a couple of winners, too, for our upcoming China Garden listener party, which is the 23rd of this month in Willow Grove. Grab the podcast of today's show at WFAL.com. Now also on Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Looking forward to doing our famous Friday show tomorrow. Jim Axum, Acts 413 Ministries. Please in prayer next. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.